Hey young warriors and welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast and welcome to our spoiler free review for Reservation Dogs Season 2. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek-Centric. Joining me for this review, Mr. Nate Shelton, you shit-ass. Oh, you, you, you you're the real shit-ass, I'll tell you that much. I, you're, you're, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute yeah. that. I would say that, yes, I am a shit-ass. Actually, when you think about it, we're all kind of shit-asses in life. At times. At times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think and I, I also I also think that this show <clears throat> uses that term in different ways. Yeah, it could sound mean depending on the context. In other ways it's uh endearing. It's a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah it sounds absolutely. endearing. Absolutely. And yeah. if you know, then you know what we're talking about when it comes to Reservation Dogs. Uh, we are talking about Reservation Dogs Season 2. Uh, huge thanks to our friends at Disney Plus Canada for hooking us up uh, and letting us check out these first four episodes uh, early. Three of the four episodes are out now for you to enjoy on Disney yes. Plus in Canada. I'm not sure about uh, yeah. the rest of the world, but it is an FX series. So wherever you are globally, and if you can somehow find your way to finding FX series content, that's where you're going to want to look. So before we get into our review uh let's catch you up to speed about what the show's about this is a comedy series about four native american teenagers growing up on a reservation in eastern oklahoma um i'm gonna throw it over to my main man nate the main shit ass of this podcast uh to tell us who uh who, who star in in this and and who these creators are yeah absolutely uh so the show stars devery jacobs defero woon atai lane factor paulina alexis Elva Guerrera, uh, Guerrera uh, Sarah Podemski, Lil Mike, Funny Bone, uh, Zon McLarnon, uh, who's one of my favorites, Dallas Goldtooth, Jude Barnett, Xavier Big Pond, John Proudstar, uh, as well as Jack Miracle, uh, Maddie Cardaropel, uh, Kirk Fox, Gary Farmer, who plays Uncle Brownie who's freaking fantastic. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Dalton Kramer is in a, a few episodes as well. He's He actually plays a very pivotal role, uh, again, for those who know. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and there's, there's sort of some additions as well with these first four episodes. Uh, one in particular that I want to highlight, which is uh, Tamara Podemski, uh, sister of Sarah Podemski. Uh, she shows up in episode four, and I love... Love, love, love her performance in this series. And she was also great in another show that we actually really never even talked about um, called Outer Range, mm. which we all really, really dug. Yes, yes. And she's fantastic in that series as well. Um, now, Reservation Dogs is directed. It's created by Taika Waititi, um, but it's directed also by Sterling Harjo, Black Horse Lowe, uh, Tazba Chavez, Sydney Freeland, Danis Goulet, and Erica Tremblay. Uh, and also, I think... Devery Jacobs at one point um, didn't direct one of these episodes. She wrote. She did write. She one writes of episode these episodes, four. Right? Yeah, she writes episode yeah. four, which I think is like probably of the four episodes is the most powerful. Um, that that oh, will yeah. and we'll 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 get into it. Yeah, no, Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi are both the creators of this series. They're actually friends. Oh, okay. 
But Sterling Harjo is definitely sort of the showrunner, director. He's directed several of these episodes, and he's almost always accredited as a writer. So um, it's definitely the brainchild of Sterling Harjo. And I think Taika Waititi has, has worked with him to develop it into uh, a series that, again, uh, is is fearless. I think it's funny because every time we watch these four episodes, the FX logo shows up and it says fearless. And I think that's how you can very much summarize this show and many of the shows that they do. It is it is about being bold and the the modes of storytelling. And I think this show is 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 an absolutely embraces that in terms of of how it approaches uh, telling the story of of Native American teenagers growing up in in a reservation uh, community in, in eastern Oklahoma. Um, Nate, what was your impressions coming off of season one going into season two? And how did you feel about these these four episodes? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's funny because we've been wanting to talk about this series for a long time um, after discovering season one. And I think, Justin, you, you sort of fell upon it and then you said, hey, Nate, you got to get into this. And I just I started watching it and I binged the entire season one in like a day and a half. It's such a, a, a beautiful show. And I think it, this season only furthers the themes and core values of the first season. Um, I love how the show so seamlessly moves between lighthearted moments and heavy moments. And I think that's something that we get a lot from uh, Taika as a director uh, with a lot of his projects, but I guess also Sterling Harjo in the writing. Uh, it's just so, it's so masterful. It's, it's, it's like a different genre, uh, so to speak, where, Yes, it does have that drama. Yes, it does have that comedy. But I wouldn't even go so far as to call it a dramedy. I think it I think it sort of sits somewhere on its own where, you know, you've got these sort of feelings that you're you're having throughout the the series of, you know, there's there's they they find ways to take things that are even considered mundane and turn them into really beautiful moments but also hilarious moments. And the show as hilarious as it as it is, it's never so goofy that it takes me out of it. It never gets to a place where it feels unrealistic. Uh, and I think that's one of the best parts about the series is how grounded it is while still being so comical at the same time. Yeah, that is its strength, is being grounded in comical 100%. And I think that the idea of how you balance the heavy with the funny, I think that's life. And I feel like this very much emulates life. Like these 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 characters never feel overtly as you described goofy or silly that they wouldn't be believable there is one character i guess that you could say who plays a spirit uh, yeah who is very goofy but even in his moments when he is interacting with the characters it's about a truth it's about an honesty it's about a lesson that is is very much disguised in a very light-hearted comical way that gives you reflection it's 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 really well crafted in in that regards of how it how it toes between this this grounded humor that that hits home and even though we're talking about native americans and indigenous culture it's extremely relatable right like it's extremely relatable yeah. from 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 different angles and and actually sheds more light on on what life is like in a reservation community it does that you're right but it does it in a way that doesn't necessarily hold your hand no it says hey if you're interested in in some of the things that you're not understanding right now look it up figure it out learn learn about it because clearly you're still following along with the show well, 
Um, and I think that's that's yeah, excellent because again, it's it keeps that grounded level. You're it's not ever pandering towards an audience that's you know they're trying to be like, hey, we're trying to teach you things. No, no, no. This is the culture that it's presenting. It's showing and you. And if you want to learn more about it, you, you the have culture. the ability to yeah. do that. It's showing you rather than yeah, telling you. Exactly. And I, I think the other big part about it as well is the cast is so phenomenal. Um, you know, I think. Again, aside from uh, from you know that spirit character like um, Dallas Goldtooth, who let's just get it right out of the way here. Dallas Goldtooth is incredible in this show. He is the perfect representation of this series because he's literally the personification of tradition blended with modern dialogue and sensibilities. He says some things that I'm just like. I, I would never imagine him saying, um, but then he always ties it back to to the culture, and I think it's so phenomenal. But this cast, aside from him, if this show was shot a little bit differently, if this show was shot as a documentary, the cast could give the same performance, and I would believe it because they they're so again we bring up the word grounded. They're so real. I think shout out honestly. Best performances have to be coming from uh, Devery Jacobs, who plays uh, Dan and Alora. Uh, she is that fourth episode was just absolutely incredible with her. And then throughout all of season one, and I'm hoping we get a little bit more time with her in this season two because we haven't gotten as much from her in season two. Um, but Willie Jack, Paulina Alexis is absolutely just so stellar. Um, and I just think that, again, this cast just does such a good job of giving the performance where the, a lot some of it is written but there's got to be moments where they are definitely riffing or they're 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 you know just kind of improving uh, at times because it just it feels too real for it to be for it to be written well there's a balance of that right like you sometimes cast people that are are real people in real life to be in these shows and maybe play a character right but you're yeah. you're casting them because they bring an authenticity so i think that the show definitely has a balance of both um, you know, you brought up Uncle Brownie, you know, Gary Farmer. I love his character and, and the, the perception of, yeah. of the elder. Do you know what I mean? And ha- and, and the, the idea of being so tied to your traditions, but also honoring it and, and moving forward, which was, you know, I, I can totally get with. And I think the show very much is 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 about that, is staying steeped in, in culture and traditions while also talking about today and what's what is happening today for these characters and Devery Jacobs is is as Alora is she's fantastic and her character alone seeing the amount of trauma that she has gone through and that mm-hmm. that and how it, she's dealing with it cuz the first season does such a great job of introducing to you to each of these four characters sharing their relationship and their bond with their friend Daniel and and what has happened to him um, and how that's that's been carried with them, and this idea of wanting to break out of the this box, which I think they very much looked at, you know, the reservation as is this box. So they wanted to go to California and and you know do that. And it's just such a it's that desire of wanting to be something outside of what you think you know, right? That that desire mm-hmm. to want to learn more. So I love it, and I love that you know in in season one we did get to spend time with each of these characters, and Willie Jack was. Paulina Alexis is fantastic. She is she's so authentic and real that it's hard to f- tell when she's acting and when she's not. But yeah, she, she's like you said, like a lot of these characters definitely have a sense of believability to their portrayals that makes them feel like they would be real characters, real people in real life. So 
I yeah. just I can't wait to see Devery Jacobs and Echo. I'm so excited for that. As big, we're obviously the geek centric podcast. We're super Marvel geeks, but um, but I will also just kind of mention as well, like the honesty, right? And I think you you could easily write a character like Rita or like write a character like um, Zon McLarnan's uh, Big, big who's, yeah. who's, he plays a cop, right? Yes. Or you could write a character like Uncle Brownie. And 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 because they're the elders, because they're the people that these kids are looking to, you could write them with less faults, but they don't. They have all the same faults and all the same problems, and and they're so just so honest with the writing. I think it's so fantastic. And again, I, I you know that episode four is absolutely beautiful. It hits the feels. Um, I also want to shout out, like, I mean, <clears throat> kind of looking at the series, the four episodes we got, the first two episodes work together as a full arc. Um, and I, we say it all the time. I love book ending. And so we get a, a really wonderful bookend narration by Willie Jack that, you know, she gets you up to speed on what happened at the end of season one and where all these characters were left off. And then by the end of episode two, we kind of get another sort of almost like a closing of that arc mm-hmm. uh, from her. Um, we get so much more Dallas Goldtooth this time around than I think we did in season one, yeah. um, where it felt like kind of he was there as a guest character. Here he kind of feels like a main character. At least he's been in all four episodes. Um, and then we get some episodes that are focusing on the entire group, but then some that focus on a single character. Like um, Alora last season, we got sort of a very wonderful story of just her and her driving instructor whereas this episode uh episode three this season sorry we get an episode with bear uh and i think it's so nice to focus on these smaller moments that you know really besides the endings they don't factor into the whole storyline at all but they add so much tell the story of the characters characters, yeah right to grow them and to to give us an understanding of their journeys and i think it does such a good job of taking literally a half an hour and makes it feel like we've been with this character yeah, meaningful. for three days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, it's, so, so good. It's extremely meaningful. And I, I think last season they nailed it with, with some of their character focused episodes, like the one with, uh, that focused on Willie Jack and her father and hunting and, and season one, like Lane factor had an episode with, uh, with, um, Zon McLaren. Uh, so, so big cheese, yeah. if you want to call it like, I, I yeah. loved, I love that. It was like, that was the episode and that was another great episode. And those character focus ones yeah. just like season one did what it needed to do with helping you tell the story about each of these characters and their lives and, and this community. And now here in season two, it, it picks up, as you said, it picks that up and it goes further with it and really enriching sort of the, the cultural values that they hold to, to each other and how they how that even deepens that relationship that much more um and i think episode four is is 100 percent a testament to that it's so good um i think again each character is so different too mm-hmm. um you know they all it's it's nuts how after like a season and four let's say one season and these four episodes i know them all so well and it's such a testament to do with the writing on this show because again as as we kind of said earlier maybe about the culture, but also about the storylines for these characters, it's all show and not tell. And I, I love that. I like the way that the expository information is delivered in this show so seamlessly through the dialogue. You don't even realizing you're sorry. You don't even realize it. it it's happening when it's happening. Mm. You're, you're being fed this information and you're, you're learning more, but you're at no point in time did I ever feel like, Oh, they're telling me this to set something up. It's just sort of, you're just sort of along for the journey. And, 
Um, I also want to shout out the music I think is great. I think it perfectly complements each scene. There's a very specific taste. There's a lot of soft guitar and sort of bouncy piano at times. And I think it they do such a good job of emphasizing the right moments at the right time. Um, so I thought that was really good stuff too, man. I, I, I could keep gloating about this episode or this, this, these four episodes, but uh, gushing. I think people are getting a pretty good yeah, idea you're, of you're, 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 where you're we're overflowing. I just need to like put a cap on it right <laughs> now. Um, yeah, I think the music it has its own unique score, but it also leverages music and popular culture um, intelligently. And I think that the mm-hmm. the note about um, how they've you know deliver expository information, I think that's probably one of my favorite parts. Is that to your point, it's done in it's done masterfully because it's always done differently. Like it could it could mm-hmm. be something as typical as someone narrating a story with some sort of visual over top. Like we've seen things like that happen and 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 mm-hmm. get that information. But then it can also be like someone telling someone else's story, a shared mm-hmm. piece of information that helps deepen. Um, and I think we get a little bit more of that. Again, we're these 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 four kids are learning more about themselves through their rel- through their elders and uh, through those around yeah. them and understanding, you know their perspective so i think that the show again it's just we're gushing like hard on this i don't even think this is a review as much as it is just a, a gush over this, this show because <laughs> i don't think well, i don't have anything negative to say i i i'll throw it to I, you i don't either yeah i will just also say for those who have watched the first season jackie uh elva guerra is also fantastic in these episodes um and she's definitely got a more prominent um relationship uh with with danon and and she's got more of um uh i think she's she's a main character now whereas before she was kind of a part of the the you know the other group the the rival kids essentially right now she's definitely um become friends and i'm i'm so excited to see you know her and danon's relationship kind of bloom and grow no i i honestly think that you're right jackie i can't wait to see jackie's story unfold a little bit more uh we've just got a bit of her story but she's going to get a very character focus episode as well i think you're absolutely right and to see her and um alora just kind of connect on a level that i think is is both personal to them with loss mm-hmm. i think that's that's going to be very much the root of their friendship and and how they kind of go further in this story together yeah yeah man well as you can see we absolutely love this show and i think uh it, it shows based on the the words uh we got nothing bad to say so i think it's safe to say we should just get to our final thoughts with our rating which will be on a scale of one to five shit asses <laughs> okay <laughs> um you know we discussed um how you know again bringing up marvel our favorite parts of miss marvel was getting to learn about kamala's culture and family and her family history and I remember thinking and, and talking about on our watch club, like that that is the standard that shows need to look at as far as representation and celebration of culture mm-hmm. in media. And this is right up there with it 100%. Um, not only am I learning so much about different indigenous cultures, I'm also able to connect directly with these people on the side of family and love and lost uh, loss. And it's 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 such an achievement for that. And I, I've, I, I just... I can't stop thinking about it. It's it's probably my favorite show of the year for sure. Um, and that's saying something because we got some really dope shows this year. Um, and we I only think, got four you know, episodes show, of this one too. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. We're only four episodes into this one. Um, I, this show is listed as a comedy, but it's so much more 
than just moments of hilarity. It's it's really special. Uh, definitely, please go check it out. I'm going to give this uh, these first four episodes five out of five shit asses. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think this is easily one of my favorite shows of of the year and we only got four episodes and yeah um i think that says a lot i think it it, it it is what it's building off of from season one uh the way it uses humor to talk about the realities of of living in a reservation community and it's emotional it's it's spiritual it's generational in telling all sides of the story and i love it for that reason uh, the first four episodes continue everything i love about the show and goes deeper and the effects of of sort of personal and general and generational trauma and what that looks like from person to person um, while still finding a way to make it lighthearted and make you laugh and make you reflect and make you sit and just sort of feel those feelings like I think that like you said earlier it's just a mastery in, in how it makes you feel these things all at once and it's not about being dark and depressing it's about being real and authentic and i think that that this is what this show does so so well it celebrates all sides of of indigenous culture um and while that is the focus i think that all of the things at play like family love loss like you mentioned that is what makes it overly relatable and and allows anyone to connect with with the themes and the stories that are being told in this series so yeah i'm with you uh, for these four episodes i am giving it a five out of five shit asses it's it's television at its best and i'm looking forward to the rest of this season and it is out in the united states now and they are promoing episodes and stuff like that they're further ahead and from some of the marketing and i think from what we're going to get for the rest of the season it's going to be a fun season it's going to be a really fun time and i think it's going to tell some interesting stories that we wouldn't have expected for for this season so i think it's i think it's going to have fun but it's also going to still have that heart so yeah i am looking forward to it um i think we both are based on our our five out of five shit asses for this for this series we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you want to write into the show and let us know your thoughts on reservation dog season one or this upcoming season season two uh well you can do so by reaching out to us at we are geekcentric at gmail.com that's we are geekcentric at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Don't be a shit ass. Reach out. Say hi. <laughs> Keep in mind, we have a ton of episodes out now, including a variety of spoiler-free reviews for Disney's live-action Pinocchio. We also have one for Netflix's Cobra Kai Season 5. We also have our spoiler-free review for Cars on the Road, the Pixar and Disney series that is on Disney+. Plus. All that stuff is out for you to enjoy on all the various streaming services. We also got a whole bunch of like subsequent interviews to go along with it. We got uh, uh, an interview with Alan Silvestri and Glenn Ballard, uh, the composers of Pinocchio. We also got uh, an interview with Zach Kreger, uh, the director and writer of Barbarian. Uh, also out now, uh, Nate sat down with uh, with the director and uh, had, a, had a lovely little chat about all things spooky. So definitely go check yeah. that out. And he also chatted with Mr. Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, a.k.a. the voice of Mater, from the Cars series, that was definitely yeah. a good time. It's crazy. It's so I, nice. I'm still gonna say it. Podcast with Mater, it's the best thing ever. Um, it's gotta happen. And this coming week, we have more stuff on the way. We also ha- we have our ongoing watch club for She-Hulk uh, dropping every Friday. But next week, we got some stuff for you for Andor. 
Uh, we got Ooh. a couple of interviews and a spoiler-free review as well as a watch club. A lot of stuff starting up there with Star Wars. We're going to get some Star Wars back on live action, and it is going to be a good time. Nate, thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler-free review, you shit-ass. Don't be a shit-ass, eh? you, shit-ass. Don't be a shit-ass. Oh, you know. Alrighty. I'll try not to. As we say. Love ya. Peace. Shit-ass. Ha, ha, ha.